Welcome to the Taproom Post Net Podcast. I am Delta Zero Four, and we will be covering the Nets topic of the week. Welcome, y'all. I am Delta Zero Four, located in the Redoubt of the South. This is Taprin Postnet Podcast, episode 15-05. Every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Taprin has an amateur radio HF net. The primary purpose for the net is to promote self-reliance and preparedness in all aspects of modern life. The goal of the net is to share and disseminate information that can help everyone achieve individual independence and self-reliance. During the net, we'll have a topic of the evening. So this podcast is a summary of the combined knowledge our check-ins share during the Tapper Nets. If y'all have questions about Tapper, feel free to go to the following website, www.amron.com. Phonetically, that's www.alpha-my-romeo-romeo-oscar-november.com. You can find Tapper information, including the net schedule and frequency at that site. All right, let's take a quick break, and then I'll provide y'all a net check-in report, and then we'll finally cover the February 1st Tapper Net topic. And we're back. For February 1st, 2015, Tappern had a total of 32 check-ins from the following states. Seven from Florida, four from Ohio, three from Kentucky, three from Alabama, two from South Carolina, two from North Carolina, two from Mississippi, two from Georgia, and two from Missouri, and one each from the following states. Texas, New York, Vermont, Oklahoma, and Rhode Island. Thanks everyone for checking in. This week's topic was emergency lighting. Now I know what y'all are thinking. Come on Delta Zero Four, emergency lighting? That's preparedness 101. While this topic may seem a bit basic, it is still very important, even during temporary bad weather at night that only lasts a couple of hours. And you just might hear a couple of ideas you might not have thought of before. So let's get started. We'll break this down into two categories, electric and non-electric. First is non-electric. Candles, candles, and more candles candles. You can never have enough. And don't forget the matches. For us personally, we have at least one in each room of the house. And then if we temporarily lose power, we don't have to go stumbling around the house trying to find that box of candles stuffed in a closet somewhere. And y'all know what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter what size the candle either. If you don't already have a small supply, you can always go to the dollar store and pick up a bulk bag of what they call tea lights. While they only last four to six hours, they are inexpensive and are great for emergencies. If you've seen them before, you may be thinking, how is something that small going to light up a room? There are a few tricks you can do to help out that small candle, and that's where we're going to use reflection to our advantage. Some ideas from our check-ins were putting a mirror under the tea light. Another idea was tin foil underneath. One check-in even said you can use a soft drink can. Now down here in the south, we call them Coke 
Italians, but we don't want to discriminate against our Pepsi fans out there, so we'll stick to soft drink cans for this podcast. You can take that soft drink can, carefully cut it halfway down in several places, and then bend the sections back, and the shiny aluminum inside will act as a reflector for your small candle. One check-in mentioned in the movie In Harm's Way, starring John Wayne, there's a scene where you can see a candle where they took a number 10 can, cut it vertically in half, and then put a candle in it to reflect light in a specific direction. And from a room color perspective, one check-in reminded us that lighter color walls will reflect more light. Now, we're not saying you go paintbrush crazy while your spouse has gone on a business trip and they come home to your whole house painted ultra pure white inside. They may get a little upset, but that's just something to keep in mind. So anyway, there are all sorts of ideas out there to help get more light out of your candles. Now, whenever you do find super sales or yard sales with the bigger candles on sale, maybe consider getting some or maybe think about making your own. A few check-ins said you can get cotton string at the dollar store, beeswax at Wally World, or that's Walmart for some of y'all, and use recycled glass jars to make your own candles. One check-in said he even poured beeswax in an Altoids tin can and put four cotton wicks in there. It's conveniently packaged and the lid actually makes a good directional reflector. One check-in brought up another alternative. He said you can also take a can of Crisco vegetable shortening, stick a wick in there, strike a match to it, and it will burn for days. Now, I'm not sure about y'all, but for this southern girl, I'm thinking I'd rather use that Crisco for some good old homemade biscuits than lighting a room. But in a crunch, it's definitely something I'm going to keep in mind. Next for non-electric emergency lighting are oil lamps and kerosene lanterns. A few folks liked the Aladdin lamps. They claim to burn brighter than a 100-watt light bulb, and the good news is, even if you find an old one that might have some missing parts, Aladdin does sell replacement parts. That's pretty good, folks. One check-in did mention he read on Paratus Familia's blog that Enola Gate stated to be careful, and she advised to not leave Aladdin lamps unattended. For those interested, I'll leave a link on the Amron.com website to her blog on that subject. And speaking of, that goes for any open flame lighting, even if you use hurricane lamps or candle holders. If a pet or child accidentally knocks it over, that quickly turns into an open flame hazard. So please keep safety in mind, folks. Some of y'all may be thinking, well, what's the difference between lamp oil and kerosene? That's a very good question. The biggest difference is how clean it burns. Kerosene has a very small amount of sulfur in it, which gives off a slight odor that you may notice burning in close proximity. It also has a tiny bit of smoke. Lamp oil, on the other hand, is more pure and therefore burns cleaner, so it's virtually odorless and smokeless. But with that, it does cost more than kerosene, so that's something to take into consideration if you are trying to decide between which type fuels to use for your lighting. Coleman fuel lanterns were another popular choice with our check-ins. For those who may have looked into these, you may discover that Coleman fuel is not cheap, but one check-in said, if needed, you can burn 100 octane avgas, which for those who do not know is aviation gas. Believe it or not, you can get some at small local airports. Another check-in mentioned, Coleman makes a multi-fuel lantern, so that may be a good option. And if you happen to go to yard sales, consider keeping an eye out for older Coleman lanterns. One check-in said, any Coleman lantern made 
before 1960 actually burns more efficiently. All right, let's talk electric lighting. The most popular choice was the 16-foot, 12-volt LED light strips you can get at a good price on Amazon. Someone mentioned you can also get them at superbrightleds.com. You can also get them in auto parts stores and in the auto parts section of big box stores. Basically, they are tiny LED lights along a strip of adhesive, so you can pretty much put them anywhere. You can even cut them any length. The entire 16-foot length only pulls 2.2 amps, so they can run on a small 12-volt battery. And remember those tea lights? Well, they also make LED versions that you can also get at the dollar store. They usually take three AAA batteries, so guess what? If you have some AAA rechargeable batteries laying around, you can make good use of them by putting them in those tea lights. One check-in mentioned, you can also get LED cake candles, and some of those even have timers on them. And another check-in mentioned, there are LED versions of lanterns that use AA batteries. And of course, you can always use a flashlight, preferably LED, so your batteries will last longer. And don't forget, for very temporary lighting, if you have a smartphone, you can use the camera flash for lighting. And even if you don't have a camera flash on your phone, there are even free light bulb apps. At bare minimum, it can help you from stubbing your toe or falling down the stairs until you can get your oil lamps and candles started up. Speaking of using something to prevent you from pulling a Dick Van Dyke move, tripping over that ottoman in your living room, one check-in found a good small lighting option of a prepackaged kit for your dead batteries. If you were with us a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned the jewel thief that makes use of quote-unquote dead AA batteries to operate an LED light. Basically, most of the internet searches brought up DIY instructions, which isn't bad. Well, there's something called the Humana Light, and while you still need to build it, it's a prepackaged kit, so you might want to check that out. Another option mentioned was solar-powered LED lights. Harbor Freight has some, and even the solar-powered rechargeable yard and driveway lights can be a good option. Stick those things outside during the day and bring them in for lighting inside your home at night. Next is something that's still in the pre-order stage, but is worth checking out. It's called the stove light, with light spelled L-I-T-E. This neat little lantern contains a thermoelectric generator and uses the heat from your wood stove to power the LED. The Pro model also contains a rechargeable battery so you can use the charged lantern in another room, and it even has a USB port for charging small devices. Now, fair warning, these are a bit pricey, but still, that's pretty slick. One last comment. We can't end this topic without bringing up security. It's an important factor to mention with the use of any emergency lighting. Remember that any light can travel a very long distance, so if you prefer to not bring attention to your house, possibly being a beacon of light for those looters during an emergency, there are a few precautions you can take. First of all, if you have a red flashlight, that will help some. One suggestion is to only light rooms that have no windows. If that's not possible, another suggestion is to tape up black cloth around your windows. If you do something like this, make sure you go outside and check to make sure light is not showing outside during the evening. One check-in mentioned they have blackout shades, and you can get those at the big box DIY stores. One other thing to take into consideration is the door you use to go in and out at night. You can build a simple frame structure the size of a closet with black cloth curtains that surround your door.
door to separate the door entry from the room. It's a simple, inexpensive solution that keeps the light inside if you need to open your door during the evening. If you are interested in more ideas, the internet is a good place to look. Woo! We covered a lot of material today for such a basic topic. Emergency lighting is an important prep and luckily doesn't have to cost a lot to be prepared in that area. So maybe consider going back through your emergency lighting supplies to make sure you and your family are ready when the lights go out. All right, y'all. That is all for this episode. A special thanks to those who checked into the net and provided us all the great information to share. God bless everyone. Until next week, this is Delta Zero Four, clear.